Chapter 12 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Our Lord Returns from Egypt. When the Lord had completed his seven years' exile in Egypt, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and bid him carry back the youth and his mother to the land of Israel for they are now dead who sought the death of the boy. Joseph, therefore, patiently took the child and his mother, and returned to the country of the Israelites. But at his arrival upon the borders, hearing that Archelaus, the son of Herod, reigned there, he began to dread going any farther, till again instructed by the angel, he retired into Galilee, to the city of Nazareth, which, according to the martyrology, was much about the same time of the year as the Epiphany. Here, again, you see as before how God often sends his revelations, spiritual comforts, and other graces only, as it were, by halves, and not according to the fullness of our wishes. This may appear from two circumstances. First, from his sending the angel to Joseph, not openly, but in a dream. Secondly, from the angels not giving him his whole instructions at once, but at two several times. Indeed, the gloss says that God did so because St. Joseph, and every one blessed in the like manner, must be more certain of their vision from a repetition of it. But be that as it may, we ought to set a value upon every least gift of heaven and be grateful for it, since we ought to assure ourselves that God disposes everything on his part for our greatest benefit. But now let us accompany our Saviour on his return from Egypt. Be you, devout reader, very attentive to it. It is rich in matter of pious meditation. Return then mentally to Egypt with the pure intention of visiting the child Jesus. Fancy yourself to find him among other children with whom he deigns to play for their spiritual good. Imagine that he runs to meet you, for he is all affability, bounty, and courtesy. Fly then to anticipate him, and throwing yourself on your knees, adore and kiss his sacred feet. Then rising, take him into your arms, devoutly embrace him, and dwell a while in this sweet contemplation. Think you hear him say to you, Welcome hither, O devout soul, partake of the joy with me, of our being again at liberty to return to Israel, and since you are come hither at so favorable a juncture, stay with me, and join us in our journey. In consequence of which, express your joy to him, the desire you have of accompanying him always and everywhere, and the delight you take in conversing with him. Though, as I have already observed to you, these kinds of pious thoughts may, and undoubtedly will, seem childish in the opinion of worldlings, yet you know that a devout and frequent meditation on them will yield you a more than common consolation, and dispose you to greater and more sublime subjects. After this, fancy yourself led by our Divine Saviour to his parents who graciously receive and courteously treat you. 
throw yourself again on your knees and devoutly revering them remain along with them the next morning when they are ready to set out on their journey imagine you see some of the most respectable matrons of the city and the wiser part of the men come to accompany them out of the gates in acknowledgment of their peaceful neighborly and pious manner of living and conversing while among them for doubtless they had given notice some days beforehand of their departure that they might not seem to steal away in a clandestine manner which might have looked suspicious now they had not the same reason for doing it as when they fled into egypt to preserve the infant jesus from the hands of a butcher and now suppose them setting out holy joseph accompanied by the men going before and our lady following attended by the matrons do you therefore take the blessed infant in your arms and devoutly carry him before her for she suffers him not out of her presence when they are out of the gates the holy joseph dismisses the company not suffering them to go on any farther when one of the wealthiest of them calls the child jesus and in compassion to the poverty of his parents bestows a few pence upon him and the rest of the company after the example of the first do the same compassionate here the confusion of the divine child who blushing holds out his little hands to receive what the love of poverty has reduced him to want pity likewise his holy parents who share his confusion with him and think on the great lesson here set you when you see him who made the earth and all that is in it make choice of so rigorous a poverty and so penurious a life for his blessed parents and himself what lustre does not the virtue of poverty receive from their practice and how can we behold it in them without being charmed to the love and imitation of the like perfection after returning thanks to their company and taking their leave they proceed on their journey but how think you was the infant jesus able to go through the fatigues of so long a way when he went into egypt his infancy made it easy for his parents to carry him but now too big to be carried he is yet too little and tender to walk possibly indeed some tender-hearted neighbor might bestow on them an ass to carry him on yet o admirable child o delicate youth o sovereign of heaven and earth how soon did you begin and what labors did you not consent to suffer for our sakes well might these words prophetically apply to you i am poor and subject to labors from my youth what extreme penury what endless toil what bodily hardships and rigorous treatment of yourself did you not assume for our sakes should not this very labor of yours we are now meditating on have sufficed to redeem us take then the child jesus o devout reader and in your imagination place him devoutly on the ass conduct him carefully and when he is inclined to dismount receive him joyfully in your arms and tenderly cherish him until his blessed mother comes up who may be supposed to walk slower then resign the divine child to her arms the reception of whom 
will serve her instead of repose thus they repass the desert they came through where you may frequently compassionate them on the way on account of the little rest they receive though wasted day and night with fatigue when they reach the utmost skirt of the wilderness they find there john the baptist who already begins to do penance though privileged from sin it is said that that part of jordan where john baptized is the same which the children of israel passed over when they came through this desert out of egypt and that john did penance near the same place so that it is not improbable that christ might find him there on his return from egypt fancy then you see him joyfully receiving them who after remaining with him a while and partaking of his coarse and homely provisions share with him in return the sweets of spiritual recreation and then depart you therefore at meeting and parting omit not to pay your reverence to the saint but throw yourself at his feet and devoutly kissing them recommend yourself to the intercession of this youth excellent and wonderful in every circumstance of his life he was the first hermit the founder and pattern of all who make choice of a religious and solitary life he was an unspotted virgin an excellent preacher more than a prophet and a glorious martyr after parting from john the blessed travellers cross over jordan and call at the house of elizabeth where they pass some time in mutual congratulations spiritual joy and celestial mirth here joseph being informed that archelaus reigned in judea and admonished in a dream by an angel they retired to the city of nazareth in galilee and now we have brought back the child jesus out of egypt at whose return the sisters and other relations and friends of our blessed lady came to congratulate with them in nazareth where they remained and pursued their usual love of poverty from this time to the twelfth year of his age nothing remarkable is recorded of the blessed jesus it is said however and it is not improbable that the fountain is still to be seen there out of which he used to draw water for his mother for our truly humble lord often did such humble offices for her as she had no one else to do them here too we may suppose that saint john the evangelist who was then about five years old often came to visit our lord accompanied by his mother who was sister to the blessed virgin for it is written of him that he died sixty-seven years after our lord's passion in the ninety-eighth year of his age so that at the time of christ's suffering which was when he was something turned of thirty-three years old saint john was thirty-one and consequently the one being seven years old at his return from egypt the other must be five imagine then you see these holy children conversing together and contemplate their conversation in such a manner as the holy ghost shall vouchsafe to inspire what will greatly help your contemplation is to reflect that this john was afterwards that disciple whom christ loved the most and conversed the most familiarly with End of chapter twelve